0: your host, full stretch. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture podcast. I'm Cole Stratton.
1: And I'm basically peanut butter on legs. Yeah. I ate a lot of peanut butter today. <laughs> I'm <What>? Vanessa Raglan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Vanessa Raglan. Uh, I, be, I think if you would go back and listen to all our episodes, you'd probably actually say, and hey, I am Vanessa Raglan, like maybe half the time. <laughs> maybe.
1: I always think I'm going to say it, and something Unless happens. And then yeah.
0: something happens. Something diversity to peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Welcome to the show, everybody. So
1: glad to have you.
0: So glad that you are here. Um, You're wonderful You're wonderful We Great guests tonight
1: Yeah, we're so excited We had so much fun Uh, It was super nostalgic And also they're just wonderful people
0: Yeah, and if you haven't watched The Adventures of Pete and Pete Do it Just watch it, dudes It's awesome
1: I don't know if you smoke something, but if we do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, it's a great great show. Uh, Chug be-
1: some romance. <laughs> <in. laughs>
0: before we uh, get... Just
1: kidding. You should watch it totally fine. That's right. You can watch
0: it however you want to watch yeah, it. Watch it's it enjoyable on so many, many different you levels. You could be young.
1: You could be old. You could be on everything or on nothing.
0: There you go. So it's before be we get to our life. guests, a okay. uh, little bit of our usual housekeeping business... <laughs> Yep. Uh, if you like the show.
1: We really hope you do.
0: Uh, go to iTunes. Leave mm-hmm. us a review.
1: It only takes a second, and it makes our whole day. You can leave us some stars, like maybe five.
0: Five's a good number. That's uh, a
1: great number. I That's think great. it's a fair number.
0: It's nice and not rounded. Yeah. But do five.
1: Yeah, it's a great number. It's or whatever you want. It's fingers a lot of people have on one hand. That's true. But if you don't have that many, I still think you're just as great.
0: Because if you just do one, it's like you're giving us the middle digit. Yeah. yeah don't <laughs> so do five that. is great. Uh, or whatever you want, but we yeah. appreciate it. Also, you can send us an email
1: info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We read them all and we will reply to you. Yes. And we actually, last episode, we did a little call for some help. And I had forgotten that I said on the podcast, like right in the subject line, God, Vanessa, it's beautiful.
0: And cool. Meh. And a lot of you did.
1: Yeah. So and thank I got you for so that. many of those in, but I didn't remember that I said it. And I was just like, oh my God Um, but we are excited to get back to you all and anyone else if you're interested in helping us out if you're uh, internet savvy, or you just like the podcast, uh, we're trying to build a little team and we'd love for you to be a part of it. That's right. And that's again, just email us at info at com, and we'll get back to you soon. Sure
0: thing. We're also uh, primarily listener supported. We have stray sponsors every once yeah. in a while, but uh, your donations help us to put the show on. And uh, there's a donate button on our website.
1: I give one called a bonate button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the bonate button? So go to uh, com. There's a donate button there. Any little bit helps.
1: Every little bit really helps.
0: That's right, and if you do donate, uh, we give you a shout out on the air, and usually not us. No, we usually invite special guests. Yeah, and we got we got some uh, pretty good primo guests, excelente,
1: to help with
0: these. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a little show called Game of Thrones.
1: Uh, I've heard of it, and it's cool but we the two of the people are apparently starting up a podcast and we're going to do a little cross promotion thing.
0: yeah so we thought we'd let them come on and do the thank yous yeah. because they're starting a podcast too. so guys if you want to go ahead and uh, come in through the door there oh
2: where do i sit i don't know were where i'm supposed to what? oh i didn't know you could kiss like that oh, come on wildling have a seat it's me samuel tolly and you know who i am don't you I you, you were starting a podcast together. I thought... So so spent Don't so, bumble your way through this. I so spent so much time wandering through the woods with a baby. I've just spent a lot of time wandering. Oh, that's right, you did. Let's just say thank you to these people and get on with it. Is this the list here, then? Um. Okay, the first name Oh, is, you can read. I guess you think you're smart because you can look at marks on paper. Oh, 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 oh I do know how to read, Yes. Oh, the first one is Romton,
1: Romton, oh. Rompton You know what? I'm a free woman, Rompton But I still really like you Come
2: along I don't think you should be that mean to Rompton Oh, come on, Rompton Snow He had it coming I don't think his last name's Snow Oh, he's a Snow oh, All right, next is David David Snow no, just I'm going to cut your thing off and wear it on my neck no, i don't, so grateful. I don't think you should Thank do Thank you so much for your generous donation I think you think he should yet. be nicer to the donators Oh, he do you? I'd what do. would you say i would say hello david oh, my s- name is samuel tarley and on. i'd like to thank you for the gold you gave no. to support my culture no no next uh next is cameron
1: you're making me feel funny am i yeah i don't like it
2: i'm sorry about that this is the kind of banter that's going to be priceless on our new podcast
1: can't wait to do it. I'm really excited. I know there's a lot of shows out there, but
2: I still think we can find our niche in the media. Sure. There's we do one... have a funny relationship, don't we, Sam? I suppose we do, then. Oh. There's one more name. It's Shelly. Shelly. Oh, Shelly. Oh, You're a little pretty girl, aren't you? You wear your dresses, you fine things. You still got something under those skirts, don't you? Oh. I don't know if I want to do a podcast or something. Shelly Snow. My no, sn- last name is not Snow. Shelly Snow. <laughs> Sam Snow.
1: Everyone's a Snow.
2: At least you're not calling me Crow. So there's that.
0: Crow. Oh, boy. Th- Tune into a podcast. Should they? Thanks, guys.
1: <laughs> rate us on iTunes.
0: <laughs> they're they're not, You don't have a podcast yet. They can't no, rate it's you. It's coming out soon. All right. Uh, Show yourself to the wall
1: Oh I'll show myself all over the wall Won't I Oh boy (laughs) She's a (laughs) handful
0: That was was something We
1: really honored our listeners That's
0: right (laughs) So, thank you guys for donating. And please don't take your money back.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. My accent, or her accent, I don't know. It was all over the place. Well, you know,
0: (laughs) we wing this thing. So, uh, thank you guys for coming to the show. Uh, Before we bring out our guests, uh, as we said before, they are from uh, The Adventures of Pete and Pete.
1: And they've been doing some awesome shows lately, like reunions and whatnot. And they have two shows coming up. And if you're a hipster, we know you live there. It's in Portland. PDX. Uh, On June 28th and 29th, two shows at the Hollywood Theater.
0: Yep, so go join the cast and uh, some of the crew from the Adventures of Pete and Pete there. We did a similar event at a Sketch Fest. I guarantee it's a lot of fun. Oh. You will love it.
1: And they're the nicest people ever.
0: Yeah, they're really super great.
1: Let's talk to them right now.
0: Whoa. Our guests today; uh, these guys are responsible for well, one of my favorite childhood Me shows. Uh, they created, produced, wrote for uh, "The Adventures of Pete and Pete," Woo. as well as several other shows that we will talk about later in the program. Uh, Chris Discardi and Will McRobb here, everybody. Thank you. Welcome. Well, thank
3: Hi. you very much. It's Glad a to be here. To have you.
0: Here at Blair Hills. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> it's a very fancy neighborhood if you're not familiar with it. Then you're not
0: here. Uh, sorry guys. We still like. I think for like the first ten episodes of the podcast, we lied about where we were. Yeah. It was always like we're on the space station we're in a or a
1: biodome,
0: Something
4: stupid.
1: Then we ran out of lies. There's I, only ten places you. There
0: are
4: never only ten lies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of self-deprecating humor about this, but this paneling. I mean, in all seriousness. Oh, yeah. In all seriousness, I'm not even kidding. I think it's great. It's pretty. I really like yeah. it. I think it's great because it's so tall. It's like so you never, much. Of it. You don't see it at that height usually. Yeah. yeah. It's very Blair Hills. It's apparently.
1: so Blair Hills. It's classic. It's <laughs> quintessential Blair Hills. <laughs> this actually is the whole of Baller Hills. It's this one residence. <laughs> so it's very typical of the neighborhood. Uh, we're glad to have you. Yeah, thank um, you, you guys for being here. here.
0: Uh something exciting. V Okay. Uh they've just announced the additions to the cast uh, of the next Expendables movie, Thank God Expendables 3. Nice. Still yeah. expending. Um,
1: <laughs> hey, big expender. The big,
0: the big announcement was uh, it will be Wesley Snipes' first post-jail film. Nice. Whoa. They're letting him on it.
1: I forgot nice. he even went to jail. Yeah, well, so tax evasion, right? Oh, yeah, tax evasion. That's right. right. Oh. So is he
3: still paying off his taxes with this gig? Is that one of, the, one of those kind of situations? I bet they're I
1: done bet. now, right?
4: Yes. Are they garnishing his garnishing the That's wages. always what happens. With a little bit of yeah.
1: parsley. <laughs> Mr. Snipes, we've prepared your wages.
4: That's <laughs> 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 such a pretty word, right? <laughs> garnishing? For what's yeah. what really, for a for a really probably, yeah. A terrible <laughs> thing.
1: Taking from you.
0: If <laughs> <laughs> no. they just called like murder garnishing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, people wouldn't be so <laughs> upset about being a murderer. I'm a garnisher.
1: I just got peppered. Uh, that means something really bad. <laughs> say
0: well, he's not the only addition to the cast. Uh, also, the uh, Jackie Chan. Wow.
3: Oh, uh, which, which I wrote. Is Jackie typo on
1: here as Jackie Chan. I like that I even better. <laughs> <story>. Jackie <laughs> Chan.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, uh,
0: Nicholas Cage and Mila Jovovich have all Ooh. been
1: added to the cast. Really? Of
4: expendable wow. people. That's interesting. Wow. The Nicolas Cage. Of, I mean, I think. Are you guys like me, sort of still thinking that he's going to maybe someday make a Leaving Las Vegas? Yeah, but he just has to get his head straight or something, or
1: get back into that humor. Like he's, it's like, oh, it's coming. This is a long con. He's been he's been off track
4: for a while. What's the last time you made a film that made you feel confident?
1: Uh, well, for me, it was those National Treasure movies. Just oh, really? kidding. I haven't seen those. <laughs> what if I was a huge fan? Uh, that was his best. I don't know. That's not like
0: Family Man, and that was like what, like 13 years ago. Well,
4: he was ago. on a Herzog movie, right, In about New Orleans? He was a New Orleans cop.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Bad Lieutenant yeah. 2. Yeah, that was
4: that Bad was, was, Lieutenant too.
0: Court of Authority. Yeah, or was there a or the or first one? one?
1: Yeah, he wasn't it.
0: <laughs> the first one was uh, Harvey Keitel. Oh, That's right. And uh, yeah, I forgot about that. You know, he was pretty great. There's a, glimpses of
3: his old self in uh, Kick Ass.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah did that like that I actually, actually yeah, yeah, that's right. true. he
3: was good, and that is true. A great combination.
4: That I'll he him that. Rats was, I don't think he's great.
1: worried about himself. I think he's I don't probably think so. doing just yeah, fine.
4: Exactly. Well, he's got a tax bill too. Uh, that's what I've heard. He's, really? Yeah, he's yeah. struggling with a big tax. Is that bill. true? Some garnishing going on? Oh
1: no, yeah, a lot of
0: garnishing. We well,
4: had to garnish his island. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah,
0: I know he's. I know a castle too. That may have been garnished as well. Oh, if
1: your castle gets garnished, it's tough times. Beautiful tough times. We're
4: not talking about a gravy moat. No, serious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Weatherman gets. So that's an underrated movie. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's like a. It's like a surprisingly like kind of moving movie, and it's got all this sort of humor. That from him that you don't get that much of, you know what I mean? Is yeah, that yeah, your, uh, really. I think he'll
1: me. be bringing it back to Expendables. <laughs> if it's anything like the other films, which so are it'll be, it'll be subtle so,
4: character
0: drama, yeah. of
4: course. When they <laughs> bring new like guys it. on, though, do they take guys off or do they just add to the list? You know what I mean? Do they subtract three
0: guys? Well, it, spoiler, you guys, if you haven't seen Expendables two, Liam Hemsworth uh, bites it early. Wow. Um, ah, wow. But other than that, and then like Jet Li's like in the first action sequence, and then he's like bye, and then you don't see him again. So I don't know the extent of some of the characters. I think they may have like re- either written them out or just are going to give them literally like one thing and then they're gone because they keep adding to the list and they got to mm-hmm. find things for them all to do. What they is it? Uh, I, feel, moral, I feel. I right?
4: feel. I feel like I could pr- Maybe I can answer it, but I'll ask anyway. Okay. What makes them expendable? What is? is it, are they like this rogue? Because they're all all, like, ex-military,
0: old? like, mercenary types that are just, like, guns for hire, so to speak. And, like, whenever they get hired in these gigs, there's always, like, a double cross or somebody, like, you know, kill those guys. And, you know, they don't take the best gigs, I guess, is what it comes down to. I mean, the
1: way they present that word in the title, I don't even know how to say this. It makes me feel like the word means something else than it means. Yeah, I know what you, you mean. know?
0: Yeah. yeah. We're, we're it. Missing
1: confuses it. me.
0: They should do the next movie should call be called, like, Crucial Guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and like, truces, we can't do it without you guys. significant <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Please stay, y'all. Part four. Well, I'm glad that's happening, I guess. When does that happen? Is that already? It's
0: about to start shooting. It's supposed to come out, I think, next summer.
1: And then they'll write the script the summer after that?
0: Yeah, pretty much. We'll no, think- never write it. Are they all written by Stallone? The first two are. The no. third one I think might be, but he's not directing it. Um oh. Some Australian director. I can't think of his
1: name. Yeah, I he had, had a lesson before. in pride
0: he wrote and directed the first one. He wrote the second one, didn't direct it. And then I don't know about the third. That's I know too much information on Expendables writing. Yeah. Yeah. A couple writing. weeks ago, Rocky was on
3: and on, I happened oh, to it watch Ooh. it. And I just watched the last like hour of it. And damn, if it wasn't as good Rocky's as it was so when you good. first yeah. saw it. Just, he, just, he, just, you know, he just so was that guy. Or at yeah. least you know, he, he pulled it off incredibly. But just, it was such a gritty movie. And he was amazing in it. And um, now he's doing Expendables.
1: He's done a lot of good stuff, though. He's done amazing good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he's an artist.
0: Yes. What does he do? What kind of...
1: Uh... Oil painting, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, but we were at the... Well, why
0: don't we have him tell us about it? Oh. 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 Sly? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no. Hey, How you hey, guys!
1: <laughs> so many of you, you're so big. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm
0: really into pointillism. You know, it's mostly that. You know, uh, you know oils. They take so long to dry, though. So sometimes I use acrylics.
1: I oh, will never forget that Expendables panel at Comic Con where <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is like pimping out his art of like, but he's a great artist. Oh my <laughs> god. Not only-
0: Okay. The funniest thing about the Expendables panel, because it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Terry Cruz, I think Randy Couture, yes. it was like the two guys, Stallone and Schwarzenegger, just like gushing over Terry Cruz in his workout, like Your oh, you body. Your body is so amazing. He works so hard in the gym, and look, ah, oh, look. It was like 45 <laughs> minutes of like this homoerotic <laughs> muscle worship in front of a sea of like 4,000 nerds. Oh it was God. pretty amazing. What's
1: going on? I like that about them, though. They like each other.
0: That's true. They didn't and, seem and at And it was all. like the next day was when Sylvester Small Oh, well, that's It was like sad. literally the next day. It was pretty How sad.
1: Bring
5: that?
0: I don't know. Just timeline it, you guys. And everybody, <laughs> l- l- everybody listening like, when, when was it exactly?
1: I was always bringing it back to 9-11. You know, that was three years after. Yeah, we don't need to think about
4: that. <laughs> I didn't slide to try to make an an uh, artistic film like a bullet in the head or something like that. Oh, did I, he? He did.
0: It was he did a movie called Bullet to the Head, which was an action movie that uh Walter Hill directed. Right. Who I, I love Walter Hill, but like that thing got panned It was in the theaters like 10 seconds, so right, I haven't right. seen it that as like a It was
4: like more of a smaller, right? Yeah, Less uh, expendable. He,
3: he, he was really great though in uh I don't remember the name of the movie, but it was a James Mangold's first movie. He, he played oh, Copland? Movie. The, the Copland. Copland. Yeah. yeah. He was amazing he was in, that. in that. He was great in that. Give me more of that slide. He was like deaf
4: know? in one ear and Yeah definitely play yeah, it's against like an, type,
3: like a local mook right yeah. trying to a mook yeah
4: who's a mook what's a mook
3: <laughs> it's a it's a mook, a you mook. Know. what's a mook <laughs> like a tough guy you know but like a palooka like, yeah.
4: like, like a goomba a like a palooka, yeah. palooka. Goomba. is it like yeah. a goomba yeah. Yeah. it's a goomba slash palooka like yeah oh. like a
1: mook that's no, a mook, mook. Maluka.
4: That's his next movie,
0: Maluka.
1: Hey, uh, so we're
0: doing this one called the Malukas. Uh, It's It's level four, the Malukas. It's just a bunch of you know around guys at a bar, you know, just they're playing pool. The Maluka uh, tribe. (laughs) No. <laughs>
1: <Yuck. laughs> Wait, can there be a travel Maluka? I've never heard Maluka or Mook. Because I am traveling in the wrong. You've never circle. heard
0: Maluka because we just coined it at this table. Oh,
1: it's made up. It's a
0: blend of it's yeah, a blend. Mook and Maluka. Oh. Yeah.
1: It's
0: like when you take a bunch of different I red wines it. and you call it a table wine. It's like that, but for <laughs> words. Maluka's
1: table wine of goons <laughs>
0: I like. Well, I'm glad we covered that. Yeah, me too. That was important. Just
1: took a while to catch up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't talk about. Michael mm-hmm. Douglas and what is happening oh. currently because it is everywhere. I just oh, feel man. bad about it. What is happening? Them. I don't even know. Oh, Gee. well.
1: <laughs> there's bad news and then there's embarrassment. So, news. Michael
0: Douglas was quoted as saying basically that he, the throat cancer that he had, he got from um, enjoying ladies, oh, going down oh, yeah.
4: oral sex. Ladies. I just read that yeah. that's, that can cause yeah. uh, a certain kind of cancer. But he said that publicly?
1: Yeah, but then he's trying to retract it. He doesn't want to be the poster boy for it and he's like I, I don't think it, it was my wife The uh, like I want uh, <laughs> it just made it more awkward of like
3: what are you talking about? Wh- why would you, you just... bring that up you do that the also ca- you're in the you're in this movie that's getting a lot of praise right the mm-hmm. um, Liberace movie yep. right? right his performance is getting praise I actually saw it it was pretty amazing so just let it why can't you just shut up and just like? <laughs> why do you open your mouth about that? Like, do you need any more? Wait, did ink he at say? This did he say
4: Cunnilingus? Did he actually. He said oral sex. Sex. I don't think it, there is yeah. a word available that's more uncomfortable than that word. Yeah. You know? Maluka. Yeah. Maybe Maluka. Maluka-lingus. <laughs> <Yeah>. Maluka-lingus.
0: <laughs> that sounds like an airline that takes you to, like, Ireland. <laughs> you know, the Mooky Mal- part of Ireland. <laughs>
2: oh, the mooks.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, somebody said, like, well, maybe he's, you know, trying to point out that I'm straight after playing Liberace. <laughs> I, I was like, that's, that's really a bit I... of a stretch. That's a stretch.
1: I would just, yeah. I would know what to so do Because
4: so many about. stories were, I mean, gosh, he seemed like he was handling it so well, yeah. like the new york magazine cover story it's just such a he overcame cancer he's in this great movie. i know, everybody's yeah. rooting for him and then you have to bring the...
1: also don't don't please your wife <laughs> but Whoa, it, was buddy. he was he suggesting
4: <laughs> was he suggesting it wasn't his wife is that, is that no
1: was he was just was suggesting it? that might not be what caused my cancer i just heard it was a cause of cancer oh but like why did you bring it up yeah,
4: exactly. uh, yeah. i don't want to be thinking yeah. about that
1: no no one does
0: but you know twitter got to have some fun for a day yeah it's easy to write about a lot of Gyna syndrome jokes
1: i should be people are like
0: they're scanning his tomography (laughs) go like what vaguely sounds like female genitalia what can we do here (laughs) boom there it is they don't go back to 1977 there's nothing above that (laughs) (laughs) because like wall street pussy never sleeps that doesn't make sense
1: doesn't make sense couldn't do that i don't have any good puns dino street wins (laughs) No, not China uh, Street, Chinatown no, Chinatown, Chinatown. Chinatown. For Forget it, Jake,
4: Chinatown, <laughs> Chinatown.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Really, forget it, I'm serious Seriously, <laughs> seriously I'm not getting here. You don't <laughs> want to go down to Chinatown this is much worse than Chinatown
1: <laughs> I would pick Chinatown, actually Go, yeah. go, there go, Yeah, seriously, spend some time in Chinatown
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
1: just heard that Chinatown can be pretty bad for you <laughs> oh,
0: Yep, oh. pretty much Chinatown talk Yep, God, it, it, uh,
1: it all went where we wanted it to go <laughs> um, What's this about the new kids on the block?
0: <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> uh, they had a concert in Ottawa and the mounted police turned them away at the border and wouldn't let them in uh. because their van, their tour vans, they weren't sure what was in them, even though they're like mounties? it's like things to perform on stage with. So they uh, they turned away new kids on the block. And they had to cancel the show and reschedule it. Were they
1: trying to go through it, some shady part of the border? That sounds strange. Not if the
0: mounties are
4: <laughs> stopping them.
1: Are the mounties working all the border patrol? Everyone's mountain? I know.
4: I'm told. I don't know. I'm told. Wow. It, sounds, it feels good to think that that's true.
1: It's like the Blair Hills of the world is going to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Ottawa. There's no Mounted Police there, but it would be really
0: nice. There's a lot of upset, very polite people up in Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I've heard a lot of them that were going to the New Kids.
0: I guess. I probably, because I remember a couple of years ago, I was up in uh, Vancouver mm-hmm. for a comedy festival. It was at the same night as a Pearl Jam concert. And I was in the hotel uh, elevator, and like these two guys were like really excited that it was the Pearl Jam concert. And anybody going in and out of the elevator, because it was like 20 floors or something like that, they would, they would go, Pearl Jam, eh? Yeah, tonight, eh? Pearl Jam Yeah, oh yeah And then people get it out and then this old couple came in and They're like, Pearl Jam, eh? And then they're like,
2: oh, is that what's going on, eh?
0: Yeah, Pearl Jam tonight Oh, that's great, yeah Aww. I've heard they're really good, yeah, Pearl Jam, they're great Yeah, It was literally like five minutes of that it was, We were trying not to crack up Because it was so like stereotypical Canadian <laughs> But I never knew that they uh, really politely love Pearl Jam
1: Just like they politely love everything They have such a good reputation
0: Except for the new kids, eh?
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, they have a reputation for being nice, but then they also have a reputation for being um, nice on the outside, but passive aggressive, basically. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. experienced that part of the Canadian psyche, I where did. you get like you get the friendly. You know, face, but uh, watch out. The
1: inside is rotting.
4: Exactly. That's just what I've been told. Not, I have no firsthand knowledge, but that's, what, that's what I've been told. Just name the you're talking about. It's just, it's just, it's just I'm just tweaking As the stereotype. I'm tweaking the stereotype oh, Okay, over. I like
1: it. No, on the inside they're bad. They're real
3: bad. So has anybody seen like footage of the these guys doing New Kids on the Block? Their material because they're obviously not. They're far from being kids anymore, but they're still sing, singing very kid like songs. They
0: should
1: just be. But not they're all the dudes, block, right?
3: You know? Yeah. Then, like change Word old dudes on the block, yeah. or old dudes? Men. <laughs> men,
1: men, new there on the it. block,
4: something been around the
1: block. <laughs> <laughs> mucatada, what's the word? mukatata
4: Muc- Oh, mukatata That's a di- that's a that's a breakfast. <laughs>
1: oh, that's <food>. a <laughs> that's, a <bun. laughs>
0: that's a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and, <laughs> uh, that's a
4: song from the Lion King. We're
1: talking about
4: Mukatata. I'm trying to think what would be in a mucatada. Maybe some uh, Italian know. sausage. I don't could, know. Yeah, egg whites,
1: Italian sausage. Uh, excuse Blueberry me, sir. Mountains? This isn't the
4: mukatara I ordered. <laughs> uh, I'd like to send it
0: back, eh?
1: Garnish. Oh, we'll garnish. your will We'll garnish your bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many new words in the world today. I don't know what the new kids are even doing. Are they doing the same songs?
0: I would think they so. That's right? what they, I mean, do, they do. They did it? put one a new album out. I thought oh, they, yeah, did. Yeah. they did. They did. They did. Because went
1: through those titles. The, the
0: song titles are all pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. A lot of stuff about getting the party started and things. Yeah, Why do so want many the- oh, there are so many songs about starting parties and things you need to do at parties?
1: Well there's so many parties that are just stalled out that need that guy yeah, to show up sure. and tells the DJ say, to the Let's get it music started. Up. Yeah. It's true.
0: So they couldn't get over the
3: border. That's that's terrible.
1: It is terrible.
3: The the Canadians couldn't get their party started.
1: Oh, that's how they've been for years.
0: (laughs) So this is the new kids' uh, website. John brought it up for us on the uh, very cool new website. Very cool. More sophistication. Bookmark that because you'll be going to that a lot in the near future. And then there's this. Is
1: there a community I can be a part of?
0: There's this (laughs) giant arena photo, like totally packed. Is their way of reminding you that yeah, people still like us and come to see us.
1: I think that's just the Olympics. I don't think that's it for them. Or if you like, or if you really Rolling look Stone at the
3: photo, shit. it's totally photoshopped. You know, it's like yeah. they just
0: they put themselves yeah, in the exactly. corner there. They put their heads in the Rolling Stones bodies.
1: <laughs> Bad choice bodies, right? Now.
0: Yeah. Oh, there we go.
1: We
4: covered
0: a lot. We did. We seriously did. And, uh, I,
4: I have to bring up. Cun- we've got Cunnilingus. <laughs> um, and what I'm just going through what, what we've done words. so far. Made, up words. made the, up words. the Kids on
1: the Blocks, but well, not in the Police. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
4: Nick Cage.
1: Oh, we yeah. did cover a lot. And yeah. then who else's career? We were like, oh, no, what about him? He needs to do that again. Oh, Sly. Sly. And someone else, right?
4: What else? We, uh, maybe up. that covered it all. I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure
1: there's more. Yeah. We should Maybe we should just recap. Our recap now. <laughs> Remember when we talked about talking about? Yeah, we
4: recapped it. It was great. Have you guys um, uh, gone to any reunion shows recently? The, you know, the kids in the block made me think of uh, some things I've seen and how I have a much more tolerant attitude about these reunion tours when I'm going to see bands that I like. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, and then it's I found I found I have this idea for a. Um, Tell me if you would buy this if I sold it to you. It's it would take, right. it's, it's a device that's like a, it's like a little it's like a wheel that you can two different wheels that give you like um, basically you take the name of the band that you're seeing and you spin it to um, the year that they were successful and then the guide tells you how far away to sit from the stage that they look a little bit like you remember them. That's a good idea. You know idea. what I mean? Yeah, I, like, yeah. I, went to see, uh, I went to see the Psychedelic Furs, and if I'd had that wheel, they probably would have said like a, like a mile. A mile. Yeah, exactly. So if, you saw the sto-
3: so if you saw the
0: Stones in Boston, you'd have to like sit in New York?
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, I've been like – I love the Psychedelic Furs, and I've often toyed with the going because they still tour all the time. And like Richard Butler didn't really look young when he was young. Yeah. Nor could he ever really sing really so i 'm just af- i 'm very afraid of going to see that Well, show. I can tell
4: you, and this is, this is a, the, probably the most accurate description i 'm not in any way. Trying to make fun of him or or, or be you know exercising in hyperbole, he looks exactly like a lesbian librarian. I mean, I'm, if you look at the, if, you, if you take a look at a picture right now, you won't disagree with me. And
1: uh, everyone is offended in this and he scenario. Has, and he
4: has glasses. I don't know, you know, what do you expect? But he he still is like you know waif like and you know kind of prowling the stage like you may remember him. So it's not it's not as bad as you the think. The movements. So he gets there. out there. He's like
1: Dewey no. desmond system.
0: That's right. Dewey Sorry. I
1: saw a violent femme. Oh, how was that? It was Well, I heard him first. It was at...
0: It often works with the sound delay. You usually hear him second. Yeah.
1: Like, I, well, also, I've delayed vision. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's all going to catch up to me. Um, no, but I was like walking through uh, at Coachella, which was just a an hellish experience. And I, I heard them, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I had all these nostalgic feelings like rushing into me, and I yeah. started... Bouncing around immediately. I was so excited. And I turned around and then, like, I was met with this image of just like, oh no.
4: Go back, go back, go back. They're they're heavier now, right? Is that part of
1: it? It just, they look so not like they should be doing that. They've
4: been doing it a long time. A long time.
1: They sounded great, though. They really did. And it was really fun, but it was a big, because I hadn't even, I didn't know they were playing. And so it was like the quickness with. With which everything happened I'm like, oh my god, I'm here And I'm, oh, it's so exciting I feel like I'm in co- Ooh, oh. <gasps> Like, they just looked very, like, kind of Heavy and a little more sedated And, like, like, kind of like dads That you'd be like, dad, don't go up there Are you oh, kidding perfect.
0: me? Oh my god
3: Is that Gordon
4: Gaines? Or that's the other guy? That's Richard Butler? That's not Richard Butler
0: because we had Gordon Gano at us like two years ago, I want to say. He was the musical guest on Dave Hill Explosion. Dick Cavett oh, that's was there, awesome. too. It was a weird show. It was like Dave Hill, Dick Cavett, and Gordon Gano. And Gordon played Blister in the Sun solo on violin mm-hmm. and sang it. And it was really
4: badass. Gordon oh, Gano was cool. in Pete and Pete. He was. Cameo so. yeah. 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 He's got like a two-second cameo.
1: Can we talk about Pete and Pete? Uh, yeah. I've been trying to hold it back. We usually try to banter for a while. No, let's do but it. But I've been so excited. I've been re-watching episodes. Um... And I've been having, Cole came in and I couldn't stop saying, Excelente! she <laughs> you saying that. So nice. much.
4: Well, you're a redhead, so I, I can see how there's, there's a, lot, yeah. a lot that might there's attract you.
1: There's a lot to dig in for me as a kid. <laughs> it was such a lonely time. But that was for both of us, uh, one of our favorite shows growing up. And it is so, like, revisiting it. Because people, you know, you have, like, such a cult following. Um, and, like... Especially our generation. It's just people that, like, there's these quotes that everybody goes back to. And then you rewatch the episodes, and they're even funnier. They hold up in this, like, absurd, wonderful adult way that you don't even expect them to. So it's been so fun. The well, they're, like, release.
0: super, like, for... Uh a kids show theoretically like they're really sophisticated like yeah. they're really smart yeah. and, and they're, they're not dated in the sense that you watch a lot of those kids shows like especially like I watched a lot of Nickelodeon growing up there's like all that and like other sketch shows and stuff like that that did topical stuff that True. dated itself but, like a week later you're like wow that's super dated but since <laughs> it's later, since baby
1: it's, Cole is a real jerk <laughs> but you know what I mean like you see
0: even like you watch <laughs> SNL like half the sketches yeah. are, like hold up and half of yeah. them were topical and it's fine because they're doing such a high volume every week and you just expect that but like, what's cool about this is, and it's its whole, it's, its own universe, and it really just holds up. It, I think it's pretty timeless, even with the you know fashions
4: of the '90s and things.
1: <laughs> that makes uh,
4: That's great to hear. Yeah, I think um, I think you know it was our first show that we'd ever done, and um, we had a lot of confidence based on just being you know 27 and. Uh, not knowing anything and thinking we knew everything and uh, boy what I wouldn't give to get back to that, that state of mind yeah. you know? <laughs> and so you just we just wrote and, uh, and created things that just felt meaningful to us yeah. and uh, there was really no reason to do it otherwise and it was partly due to the fact that we kind of came up through Nickelodeon and we really believed in Nickelodeon and we really believed that it talked to kids and uh, in a certain kind of way and we just wanted to follow that keep following that path yeah. yeah so you guys were like doing
0: promo work there at first right that's kind of where this came out of yeah exactly yeah. we
4: were uh, we came out of we put the Syracuse uh, University together, and we got we got master's degrees in yeah, science, so but be we, were TV, we were just TVs. Oh, we're wow. TV I, majors. I didn't know there
1: were masters. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, shocking,
4: it's shocking that <laughs> <laughs> it's in science too.
1: And then we, and then a lot Everything of turned up perfectly, <laughs> and
0: all that stuff in, in uh, Day of the Dot makes so much
2: sense. Yeah, see all the science of the stuff.
4: Um, yeah, we all we got our start at Nickelodeon, and we were just uh, kind of lackeys there and uh, worked our way up to um, uh, the promo department. Wait, but
1: there's a gap between getting your master's in science and then being like, and we were at Nickelodeon. Not, what, too, not too big a gap, actually. How'd you, yeah. you, you, the Nickelodeon you guys were at graduation,
0: in- and they walked
4: up. <laughs> there was kind of a pipeline uh, from a lot of Syracuse grads that yeah, yeah. ended up, ended up, up at, at MTV Networks, Networks so, so we got into that pipeline.
1: But how did you change your path from science to
4: no science it's, it's arts and science but they do call it I'm just goofing oh. on the fact that we. I have an MS in TV writing so,
1: so seems I, kind thought, of... I thought you were a real scientist
4: <laughs> in some way
1: the malukas
0: <laughs> you know re, re, you, you, you guys also anything, right? brought a bunch of beakers and we did bunch yes, of burners. Yes. and you've been mixing chemicals this entire time exactly <laughs> never
1: give up your dreams folks <laughs> and so you started did you guys create those characters they kind of gave you license to do that hmm um, for just promo work at first, and then they started resonating
3: Or yeah short we made a bunch of uh, sixty second short films mm-hmm. that were just uh, back in the day Nickelodeon didn 't have a lot of original programming, so they have a lot of, had a lot of uh,
1: commercial time mm-hmm.
3: so they were trying to fill that time <laughs> and they were, you know there were a bunch of short form series that they had, and ours was was one of them and they always got a great response from people both within Nickelodeon and, and you know people uh, fans watching, so I guess we convinced them to give us money to do a half hour special. And uh, we did ended up doing four more, and then they finally gave us money to do the series. But by the time we did all those short films, and then we did the half-hour specials, which were five in total, I think we were, had been working on it for like three years, maybe oh, four wow. years? Oh, wow. Maybe four. And then, we did, and then we had a series. of. We did three seasons after mm-hmm. that. So by the time it was over, even though there were just 39... Uh, half hour episodes We had been working on it For like six or seven years Oh my gosh So But so, you yeah. know Just to go back to the timeless issue We yeah, definitely yeah. We made a concerted effort To make it look timeless mm-hmm. We didn't talk about um, Topical things We wanted the wardrobe And stuff from the music Which was contemporary you know, Sounding Um we definitely wanted everything to be like if you're watching it is this the 70s right. is this the 80s what era is this you know right. so it's a, there's a classic look to it which we which we were intentionally going for
4: but we weren't um, we weren't thinking of posterity
3: no we were just no. trying to make
4: it feel like it uh, yeah. for everyone yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it feels it like such date. a bizarre world too, because yeah. all of the guest stars have such a specific look. Like it's almost like cartoons have come to life. Yeah. Um, but then they're embodied so real, and there are lessons in the show. Yeah, they're really good lessons. You like to yeah. think
4: so? Yeah, it felt like. Um, I mean, now we've been doing a bunch of these reunions, and yeah. uh, we get to talk to. Um, it's like uh, the time tunnel. All these kids who watch the show now, you know, they go through the time tunnel. And it's twenty years later and we get you can see how they turned out and how they uh, turn out. it seemed to turn out okay yeah. i i was i was thinking about how um uh, they say that everybody who uh, saw the Velvet Underground started a band. you know. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like everyone who watched Pete and Pete uh, got an Etsy website. That's, how uh, <laughs> that's sort of how it feels, right? You, you know those people that yeah, live yeah. there. totally. Yeah,
1: that's perfect. It's just
4: kind of comfortable uh, people who are really good at arts and crafts who thank us for not uh, um, t- turning them into bankers. We get a lot of that. Don't yeah. we? A lot of people yeah. are like, I never would have gotten, become a cartoonist. I never yeah. would have uh, become a director. All these different things that you know, you can imagine how great it is to hear Yeah, right. um, the show hit them in a certain way and made them feel. And I think there's one thing about the show, one theme to all the shows. It's like, uh, it's okay to be a little weird Yeah, and, uh, you know, that's a good message to get when you're at an age where, and that feels like a terrible idea. You know? right.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you guys were saying about yourselves too, that being in that place where you're actually trusting yourself, like you're not second guessing everything. So you're making these absurd choices. Yeah. It's so freeing to watch it because it's so silly and fast and you, you made a world that's like. Twin Peaks for Kids or something. Where it's, just like, it's a little off but it's so it feels so real in its own way. Like everybody's you got such a great cast for for so many parts.
3: Um yeah, the casting was great. Though with all the guest stars that we had, you know, the, most yeah. of it most of it comes out of just um, people knowing somebody. And hey, I know somebody who knows Steve Buscemi, or you know, Catherine Diekman did a music video with Michael Stipe and knew him from her days because she interviewed, worked with the Village Voice and she interviewed him. So, um, you know, so many of the guest stars came out of that. And then when the show got a, a season or so in, and, and once we had Stipe, he was our first like you know real you know celeb that we got. It was much easier to get some of the others. But it was I, I was always amazed that. Whoever the guest star was, they we we used to shoot in New Jersey, whatever town would allow us to shoot that year, mm. and they would just, more often than not, they would just drive out by themselves oh, in their wow. car. Our car would pick them up in the city and drive out, and Iggy gets out of the car. Oh my or, gosh! You know, there's Stipe. or you know, there's Gordon Gano gets out of his little car and comes into the school that we're shooting, and then they would get back in their little vehicle and drive back to New York or wherever they're from. It was just, it was something so kind of neighborhoodish about it. You know, it yeah, wasn't that was, any that was like common like, circumstance about it at all. You know, it was pretty, it was pretty cool.
0: And for me, like, the the show, in a way, for me, it dates itself only in that I worked at indie video stores in, like, the 90s and 2000s or whatever. And so, like, a lot of the guest stars on Pete and Pete were, like, staples of the 90s indie yeah, movies. Yeah, sure. Because you had not only did you have like, Steve Buscemi, you had Martin Donovan, who was, sure. like, in every Hal Hartley movie. Sure. Uh, which must have been a huge get for you guys at that time. Um, just, yeah, for me, like, it just, I, when you go down, rattle down the guest star list, it's just like, ah, it's like th- that time period of my life yeah. specifically. Yeah. Well,
4: it's like, uh, I, I'm part of what was seemed sort of uh, miraculous about that show was that, uh, like, I was just thinking about um, Driver Stew, you know, played mm-hmm. by Damian Young. He was a uh, Hal Hartley uh, repertory guy. Nice. And we just watched, uh, was it? Uh, Simple, and Man. Sure, Simple Man. And Simple Men. Simple us Let's see if we can get him to play the bus driver. And oh, it was like, wow. And then, you know, a week later, he, there he was. You know, oh, it was my god! magical, you know? Was yeah. that
1: the first one that you had that experience with of, like, can we get this guy?
4: And I, think
3: I think it uh, might have been. A, no, actually, it was Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Because we kind of knew him, not knew of him from just the, you know, uh, alternative, you know, comedy scene yeah. downtown. But Catherine Diekman, our director, producing pal, knew him and gave him a call and then he showed up and he i think he showed up in four or five episodes yeah and he had a good career going but he was yeah. just still doing kind of um he was working with mark boone jr they were a duo at the time and then he was doing some acting but then shortly after working with us we'd like to think because of us but then uh, <laughs> his career just took off you know and he's got, now he's got this amazing career but he was just you know a guy that came for the day and did some funny stuff and. Had you guys home.
1: been a part of the comedy scene? or Were there shows that you guys were seeing? A
4: little bit. I, I we saw. Um, I think we came upon Toby Huss, mm-hmm. you who know, plays Artie, uh, via the downtown art scene. And you know, we were we would dabble in uh, you know back back uh, then. I guess the late eighties, early nineties. There was just tons of weirdo like like people's homes. You know, yeah. And I like this place, right? Things are happening in people's homes, and um, and you'd go see them, and, and you'd talk to them after the show, and it was even easier than calling their agent he would just talk to them uh, as they were getting their coat you know <laughs> and uh you know in toby's case he just agreed to do it so uh we weren't immersed in it but uh every time we uh checked out you know stuff that was down there we were always look always had an eye for yeah. what we could we could sneak into the show
1: and was nick like supportive of all the casting and everything like that or they were i think they cell? were a
3: little confused yeah they were in general kind of confused it's very supportive um but all confused about the show and and what we were saying and how we were saying it and what the music was and who are these people and why is Martin Donovan smoking on the show? You know, it's just Remarkable all these things we just smoke. got away you guys with.
0: Got that cable Ace Award? Yes, so we did. That we um, probably got them off your back. Yeah,
3: pretty early. we did. The first very first half hour special that we did um, was the only episode we had ever made, but somehow we won an award for best kids series.
1: Oh my you know, gosh, no, really? That, was the that, helped. that That helped us get money to I do didn't another know that couple was shows. Of one episode.
4: <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've been doing these reunions and everybody has come back. Every All the uh, regulars have come back and the, and the uh, you know, the co-stars. But Michelle Trachtenberg is the only person who has not returned uh, as a, uh, you know, she yeah. played... Uh, uh, Nona, and uh, if uh, Michelle is out there, you should, it's it's not that embarrassing. You no, should try it. You should come us, back. Great. It'll be fun. Just
0: give a call. <laughs> it was actually call? like when you guys did the reunion at SS Sketchfest uh-huh. this past uh, thing, and when you did the short I'm Funnier Die, Die. Right. Yeah, super so great. great. Right. Um, they wrote it up on um, Perez Hilton right and there's one comment which literally is like where's Nona okay
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can imagine what she's going through it's like probably what Nick Cage was going through when his agent said Expendables 3 what do you think <laughs> right. you know I mean Pete and Pete Reunion it's just like is my career at a point where I'm g- how's that gonna work <laughs> is, that, what yeah. I mean, is that gonna what's gonna happen to my uh let me talk to my agent about that. You know I mean? yeah. I'm sure that's yeah. what she's going through. Sure, totally. And the day she does decide to do one, that would be a day that I'm, I'm, I guess you know she's just decided to resign herself to you know whatever it is. You know, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying being our reunion is sad. But I'd, <laughs> I'd like to it think, really I'd like it to Seems think,
1: like you're going that way.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm equating it with Expendables Three. But let's be honest; it is a reunion. You know, you can't escape that word. It's true. There's
0: a little sadness in reunions. See, I found that when at the reunion, I sat in like the fifth row, and that was fine.
1: Everybody looks good. 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 Oh yeah. That's good sign. But the, the fan
0: base is super rabid. Oh I mean God, just yeah. just being at um cuz you guys have done a couple different reunions at different yeah. scales. It started really small mm-hmm. at Cinefamily I think yeah. here in LA. Yeah. And people like flocked to it. And then you just got increasingly bigger and bigger. Yeah, then we, did, then we did two shows at the Bowery Ballroom
3: in New York, and then we did one at the Orpheum in L.A. And uh, Orpheum show was maybe fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred people.
4: Holy seem, cow! Seem bigger. I mean, it that, bigger. You, that's you know, it's a big like you know, it's a giant space, yeah, uh, opera house, yeah. Kind
3: of but the best house. one, I have to say, the, the the one we had the most fun at was at the San Francisco Sketch Fest because um, yeah. we got the, some of the cast there, and they were, we were reading scenes and stuff, and just. Being up there and we were just reading the stage directions in the scenes and just watching our pals, our fellow actors uh, act yeah. and read the lines and just seeing the look on the faces uh. of people in the audience was just, it was really, really wonderful. Oh, that's you know, so Like odd. their childhood was just come rushing back to them. It was, it was pretty great. You yes, also had
0: some guest stars too that we didn't announce. Oh, yes, so they like, were great. Doug Benson, Doug Colin Hanks, was great. Patrick yep. Brewster, James Urbaniak
4: all yep. came on. They were amazing. They were amazing. Total yeah, pros. it made it feel like, um, you know, all the readings have been great, but that one made it feel, uh, the scene readings made it feel like, um, um, it took it to a different level. It made it feel more like something that was present, you know, not so much about the past. you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that yeah made it, it made feel it fresh. feel more
0: like a party, too, yeah. in a sense. Yes. So like, you know, like, I mean, my favorite concert film ever is The Last Waltz, because right. it just felt like it felt so alive. It yeah. didn't feel like a sad, weird thing. Yeah. Or, I mean, sometimes you see these reunion shows, and it's just like, i just you know you screen something and then they talk for 20 minutes and yeah. answer the same questions over and over and over again and then and that's it you know yeah. this just was like it was a fun like really like unique night. it was great
3: and actually you know to be completely honest it did come out of our desire to not want to talk about the show and well, sit on a panel and just like true. we could we're like we we gotta do the sketch fest but we can't just watch a show and then just sit up there and be yeah. asked the same questions that people are passionate about you know hearing right. you know what our answers are. Which is really wonderful, but um, we found ourselves starting to... You know, it's impossible not to still, tell the same stories right. time and again because you're talking about the same context and yeah. the same world. So you'd be so, lying if you mix it up. I also remember so like, we got to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guys were totally into doing it, which yeah. was great. And you guys were really, the sketch was, was really supportive of yeah, doing
4: it. Was it was fun. Fun. I, I was going to say, what else also tilted us in the direction of maybe doing less um, and letting the actors do more was uh, a comment I saw attached to uh, the Orpheum. You know, I used the YouTube footage of the event and there's comments and someone wrote, I want to see more of the Pete's, not those dummies.
5: <laughs> oh, Tommy! But you know, I kind of get it.
4: It's like we're blah blah exactly. blah about you know our theories of uh, television, and you know, let me let me look, let me stare at Mike Morona. I mean, that's what I'm here for. That's... Thanks for all the insight. But let is me is there stare. a fan
1: favorite that the hipster girls are just all over? I feel like favorite from the cast. Yeah. Even?
3: I don't know. I think it's uh, Michael and Danny for sure. We uh, were working on another, another Nickelodeon show now called Sanjay and Craig, and we had a premiere party two weeks ago. Yeah, and um, I invited Danny to come with me. So nobody, you know, at the, from the show knew he was coming, and you know, it's not like I had to announce it or anything. Right. But he came in, and you know, obviously he's older now. But um, as soon as people realize who he is it's just like you know they just flock to him and they're like touching him and they're laughing with him and they're getting their cameras out it's really oh charming gosh. it's really sweet and he loves it and uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool i do
4: recall this is a this is a, a, a vote for mike morona maybe being the more uh <laughs> only because when we were in new york um there was this um, groupie she seemed very much in the mold of a groupie and um We were, he and we were so amused that there would, such a thing could even exist in our universe. We were just like really fascinated with her. We were just like, so, you know, what do you, you have for breakfast? You know, what do groupies do? Like, what do you, what, let me look at your watch. What does a groupie's watch look like? And, um, she told us a story about her love for Michael, and, um, it included a, a story where, I think where he met her, or maybe he'd already knew her, but she he was driving his car. She was um, walking down the street, and uh, he gave her a ride, and uh, he instantly regretted that when she um, just kind of nuzzled up to him and said, um, could you call me Ellen?
5: Oh, and,
4: uh, and was, <laughs> oh my God. I know, so you got your own stalker.
5: I think a you have arrived. Level.
4: Exactly. <laughs> It could have been words She could have been like Call me
0: Mr. Tasty <laughs> That exactly. would have been Really creepy We all know that can lead To cancer though That's <laughs> true <Yeah. laughs>
1: but, but maybe not It's not the reason It's just the possibility exactly.
0: <laughs> Well we pride ourselves On asking questions That you've never been Asked before right. So how did you find uh, Michael
1: and Danny <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. No, Seriously uh, how'd you find them Oh seriously <laughs> uh, uh,
3: <laughs> Casting Casting directors Yeah they were Nickelodeon casting folks just brought them in. Yeah. And you know, if you've ever gone through that process, you see a bunch of people. More often than not, you know who they, you know who you want as soon as they walk in the door, you know. And uh that was definitely the case with Daniel. He was just he you know, he was eight years seven or maybe seven, seven or eight yeah, at so. the time. And he just came in, he just he was just funny and weird and <laughs> chatting a lot, um, even though we didn't have him talk too much on the show. He just had a real presence. Yeah. And Michael came in and he was kind of the opposite, just kind of shy and cool and a little bit nerdy and really thoughtful it was it was pretty easy and then yeah, we got the redhead red-haired thing down yeah, yeah. it like, was an yeah. accident yeah. And, uh, oh
4: it
1: was yeah yeah
4: it was just they oh. uh, just it worked out great did yeah. you guys like
0: load the test up with other people you didn't want in hopes <laughs> that the network would <laughs> just go with what you guys wanted i know some people actually do do that they will pick the opposite of what they want just to make sure that, that they' that's a good idea i wish we were that through. smart back it sounds then it's
1: cunning yeah yeah, like, no, I, we weren't think, that smart. Uh, I think
0: the, the danger is if they
4: network likes the other person and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, true. Shoot. They go for the red herring. <laughs> <Right? trouble. laughs>
1: but you had two red herring. We had
4: two red herring. We had herring. to cast a MacGuffin <laughs> and a red herring. It was terrible. And I wanted a Maluka.
1: <laughs> Mutata.
4: But they have, they, Michael and Danny have two very different views of being, I'm, I'm most, I'm really interested in how, what it's like to be those guys, yeah. you know, and, uh. I keep wanting them to talk more on stage, talk more about what it's like to be a kid star, but maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not so fun to examine that from their perspective. But um, uh, Michael is much more apprehensive about all the attention, and Danny seems much more at ease with it. Yeah. And uh, what were you saying? What was that thing about Danny, like, for, for every fucking uh, <laughs> How'd that go?
3: I Oh, he and I were at a bar uh, just having drinks about a year or so ago, and it was just a Sunday afternoon. We were watching football and sitting at the bar talking, and and somebody walked by and paused and <laughs> could see the person coming back kind of gingerly coming back and it's like are you is your is your name uh, oh, my, oh my god is your name Danny <laughs> he's like He's like, you know, he's got a baseball hat pulled down really low. And he said, yeah. And he said, can I get your photo? And he said, sure. So, you know, takes the photo. I took a photo, you know, kids there for a couple of minutes chatting. And then the guy walks away and Danny turns around, looks back towards the game and just says, happens every fucking day. (laughs) (laughs) And he loves it, but it's just, you know, he's just, he's got to deal with that every day. Yeah. And on on the plus side of that, my wife and I went out to dinner with him about a week ago in Venice and, um, we left the restaurant, We're walking down the street. We're about two blocks from the restaurant. And this really adorable girl. We see her following behind, and we get to the corner. We're about to cross the street, and she comes over and says, "Excuse me, is your, is your name Danny?" And he's like, "Yes." And same thing, takes the photo and everything. And I, well, my wife is saying, "Like, get her name, get her name, get her number, <laughs> get her number." But he's too sweet. He won't do it. So happens all the time. It's pretty wild. I, I
4: know. But it should be it should be mentioned that he uh, you know he has his own band, uh, Jounce and. Uh, in terms of, like, like hypnist quotient, he plays bass for uh, Richard Lloyd, you know, of television. So, yeah. I, mean, what that's else, amazing. I mean, that's, yeah. probably, he, that's probably ten He's times cooler you know, than that, being yeah. on P&P. Well, yeah.
0: that's one of the things we didn't really talk about too much. And there's actually a game later we'll play that oh, yeah. more to do. But the music was such, such a major thing, especially with Mark Mulcahy and, and uh, Polaris. How did that relationship start?
4: Well, I was always a big fan of uh, Miracle Legion. Right. Um, they were a Connecticut band that uh, were on rough trade and had a shot at becoming, you know, something... On the level of REM at some point, but uh, never quite got there. And um, um, they had a couple of really great records. And uh, the music of, the, of that uh, of that band was really evocative. It was a lot of songs were like the, there's a song called "The Backyard," which is just about you know growing up and uh, being in love with your backyard. And these are all the things that the show was you know also thinking about. Mm-hmm. So. Um, You know i i I knew someone who knew him and i was nervous as hell you know and uh met him uh, at a coffee shop and he's just like yeah sure whatever and uh (laughs) it began an amazing relationship We're, we're great friends now and um you know uh it was so amazing to see him uh at the you know we had polaris play for the first time at the orpheum and it was just really really stirring just to see that band and him just doing it for real for the first time and uh um, you know in terms of how it worked on the show it was it was a great arrangement we would uh, i mean I was probably the most enjoyable thing that I got to do on that show was to tell Mark what kind of songs I wanted from him cuz I could just cherry pick the stuff that I wanted you know like do do one like the Smiths do one like you know yeah. American Music Club or whatever it was and he would just be okay you know and he was actually in a weird way he's always talked about how as artistic and independent as he is kind of liked being like a total pro like you know go in there and um, you know smith it up and he was kind of he was kind of into that just because it was it was like i think when you are doing it all yourself it's kind of great when someone tells you what to do you know like
1: oh i can do the job for someone
4: yeah so it's great for him and every the way we did it we would do four songs every year so we had 12 at the end of three seasons but we only had four and um we would say we need a Sad one. We need a really happy one. We need kind of like a bittersweet, bittersweet one, one. Yeah. and um, I don't know one that's really rocking. And then that was, that, was it. that. That would cover the four moods of Pete and Pete. That's all you needed. That was like that's the show, you know. Yeah. Sad, is. fat, you know, laughing, um, you know, bittersweet, and uh, you
1: know. You guys do bittersweet so well.
3: Yeah. Thanks, but Mark was amazing because we would say he would give us this amazing song. And we knew we'd want to use the song in other ways in the show, Mm -hmm. but it's hard sometimes if it's a full version of the song or it's got the lyrics on it. So we'd say, we love this song, but can you, when we want this, exactly what you gave us, but can you do a violin version or can you do a flute version? And then he would totally come through. (laughs) So all all these other versions that we would just play in the background of, of
4: scenes. It was so, so fantastic. And uh, if you listen, uh, I've been paying a lot more attention to Mark's lyrics since they've, they're so often dissected online. Mm-hmm. And um, I, th- I thought I knew what all his songs were about, but the fans have more insightful uh, reviews of the songs uh, including a couple that are about the end of the world and uh, I just couldn't believe that Mark would be sneaky in these <laughs> apocalyptic songs and including there's also a song uh, it took me like 20 years to realize that a lyric in uh, Waiting for October is uh, Daddy's taking off his belt mm-hmm. so there's just all kinds of things like that there's still mystery to the show you know what I mean and
1: yeah. there's people dissecting it like the Mayan calendar I, like, know, I know it means this it's coming there's something
0: fun about like, like if you go to sing karaoke and there's a song you've sung like your whole life and then you actually you see the lyrics up on the screen you're like wait what <laughs> that? that's it yeah. I had no idea but then there's some songs that like one of my favorite lyrics ever is do you guys know Odds Craig Northey mm-hmm. it's a Canadian band he do, they do a lot with the kids in the hall so he was down doing some kid shows at um, Sketchfest and so I he wrote a lyric that I absolutely adore so I actually went up to him and, and just like said his lyric to him and it like blew his mind because I guess nobody really does that oh, nice. Like, call me Ellen. Um, But the the lyric is close, but kind of meatless, like actors who play Jesus on movies of the week, which to me is just, like, so brilliant on so many levels. But, like, usually, like, I'm just not that adept on lyric stuff. I just sing it wrong. And then I I don't even think about it.
4: It just fits with the meter. or Excuse me while I touch this guy. (laughs) Famous. uh.
1: Are there people that have read stuff into the episodes or, like, put together a whole thing that you did not intend at all? i don 't know. know there's,
4: there's um I think, this, I think the shows kind of speak for themselves i 'm trying to think uh, you know there's um getting back to mark there 's a second uh, verse in hey Sandy, the theme song that is uh, part of the show 's uh cult fan base has been trying to decipher that lyric since the show began and uh i thought i knew it what it was and i, I thought i thought it was a really an insider because i knew the mark I, I shared it with mark the other day and he was just like that's not it <laughs> and so uh <laughs> did you know, he tell you what it no is? no <gasps> and it's what's funny it's, what's funny is is like mark is um you know as much as he enjoyed doing pete and pete i think he always felt like he had to keep that separate from like mark mulcahy singer songwriter yeah. because it's a kid show and you know, as much as he liked it, he still wanted to keep his artistic cred but um, he's, he is so protective of that i mean he 's totally bought into the mystery of that song he 's completely rabid about not telling anybody oh I think my he, I think he realizes that it 's you know, at this point, why ever, to, you know I mean? It's what so much, it's so much it more was? meaningful it's as it's as actually, an, as a it's
0: about Michelle Tracht. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I we'll don't be. know that. She's
1: coming back. And she knows it. So that's
0: why it's, <laughs> it's a, why a warning. That's there. why she's not showing. <laughs> exactly. <to> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: if you play it backwards.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, let's do first. Okay. We great. do this every podcast. Uh, it's a different first from life. Uh, this was actually inspired by the, by the, the night crawlers episode, uh, where they rebel against bedtime. Um, which is, what was the first rule set by your parents or someone else you can remember rebelling against in your childhood?
5: Hmm.
4: Um, I remember, I remember this is sort of a oblique way of answering the question. My um, mother was very rule oriented. My father um, positioned himself as the opposite of that. And, um, i am i guess i'm the kind of person that was a fan of rules this is sort of like reverse polarity story and um my father famous was famous for saying uh hey the first rule with me guys is that there there are no rules <laughs> <laughs> and uh that was like part of his whole personality you know and you know it was usually greeted with uh, like hooray you know let's it's let's eat coo- let's eat cookies and and stay up all night but uh i uh I never was comfortable with that, and I actually um, was uh, in my own way trying to uh, rally him to just throw a few rules in there. You know, I needed some boundaries. Yeah. So I was the exact opposite of a normal kid. who Would have just been very happy to jump out the window, you
1: know. So. We probably shouldn't eat this sugar syrup, right, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> right, Dad. <laughs> no, eat it. Mm, but we shouldn't chew this glass. I know. I, it's, it's true. It seemed very.
4: There was a lot of hazardous material around <laughs> our house too. But so I, I'll, I'll give you that as as an answer. So uh, it was good. very very non rebellious. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, mine was probably – wasn't too rebellious, but it was definitely – it was fun. It was like going to bed and turning off the radio, but actually taking a little radio and putting the things in your ear and listening to like a ball game from far away oh, yeah. or just like clicking through the AM dial and just trying to get – Whatever you can get and listening to it from far away, just that glow of the light under your under your covers was pretty was pretty cool. Nice, that's yeah. good. Yeah.
4: I can remember trying to swear. I uh, remember um, we, we were, there were a lot of rules about, I and mean, there were definitely actually he had a lot of rules. My father did about swearing. I guess that, that wasn't included in the list. But I can remember this great defense uh, one time as I was getting uh, sent to my room, which was uh, I said he double hockey sticks. Like, oh. That was my that was my like I thought my loophole, you know. But, uh, Oh, there's
3: one rule that I definitely did not break from my dad, but I was a little older. I was a teenager, and it was at the age when um, we started sneaking alcohol out of the garage yeah. closets. You know, because my dad was a businessman, so he would get all these you know bottles of booze every yeah. holiday season. But he wasn't a drinker, so he would just stick them in the cabinet. So my brother and I just like knew every bottle that was in there, and sometimes we would steal them and run into the woods and drink with our friends. So he caught on after a while, and then one day he took my brother and I into the garage, and he just said, "Okay." just don't take anything from this side of the closet. <laughs> you can take this stuff. side. It's all the crap stuff. You oh, know? my gosh. So, and I promise not to tell your mother. So we, wow,
1: you know, yeah, no, cool, was,
3: she was dad move. Because so he fo- knew we were going to do it anyway. Yeah. So we was just like, okay, if you're going to do it, just like, don't be idiots. Don't
1: swear. And just swear. definitely don't
3: take from this <laughs> side.
4: <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you tell that story, you know, Chris and I both um, grew up not too far from each other in upstate New York and had these sort of um, very idyllic, Upstate Where New York, child. I grew in? up in Ithaca.
1: Oh, and, and, I lived in Clinton.
4: Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Oh wow. And Chris grew up grew in Auburn, outside of Syracuse. And yeah. uh, what you said, when you said, something that really reminded me of like uh, being a teenager in Ithaca. I guess it's part of our upstate past, is, is which was like drinking. In the woods. Like creamed mint. in the <laughs>
5: woods.
4: Sure. They were always in the woods, you know what I mean? It's always getting drunk in the woods. Totally. You know? Triple sex. Sweet. Yeah. I know. You would always take the things that seem like the least likely to be in and creamed to mince. Vermouth. I'll drink that. Yeah, yeah. No. In the woods. In the woods. <laughs> in the woods. Has to be By in the, the woods. Blue
0: okay. exactly. currico. Nice. Oh, God. How about you, Vanessa? What was yours?
1: Um, the first thing that came to mind was I got given some chapstick. And I ate it, the whole tube of it. Wait, and there
0: was a law. <laughs> well, there Number was one, yet. no eating chapstick out of the tube. Well, Number two, no stealing. Number three, no swearing. You have
1: to, you have to
4: slice it. If you can't eat it whole. I
1: was cherry, and I just ate the whole thing. And then my mom found it, and like I'd stuffed it in the couch. I used to, anything I would do bad, I would stuff. It.
0: Like, like what's wow. this body doing here and it was just
1: gnawed down like there was no chapstick left so then there was a rule put in place that i couldn't have chapstick or eat chapstick wow. but i broke that one pretty damn fast because i had a taste for it at that
4: point wow do you still use chapstick is it so important i
1: use you? lip glosses now but i don't like flavored chapstick no pension to eat it just to
3: really go well, no
1: if, if it smells good <gasps>
3: there you go. Do do. go.
0: Look at that. has
1: got one. A real- all right, I'm no. gonna go ahead and put
0: this chapstick between you and me, Vanessa, and we'll see if it's see there by the end less. of the podcast. Do you ever think doubled. about
4: what, the symbolism of eating the uh, chapstick? You know what I mean. What does it mean? I don't know. I it, it, it's it's sort of tubular, and <laughs> you, <laughs> eight, you you <laughs> ate the whole thing at early age. At an early age, <laughs> I
1: was such a sick kid. Super gross. I did that, and I collared under the furniture like under the coffee table, I would use my crayons and that's great. draw
4: on it. I, I, I'm imagining that there's still, is, that, I mean, is there some still somewhere? That, yeah, the coffee it, table. With the crayons yeah. underneath? God, that'd be great. would be great to kind of dig that up.
1: I've seen it. It's in really? there. Yeah, they oh, moved it. Cool. They um, I, they got a little apartment place that my mom's seeing some, and she had flipped it over to put it in the thing, and she called me and she's like, oh, I just found it. Just it's found got it. so much crayon on it. She's so mad. But... Um, <laughs> But then when I was over there, she showed my nephews like it was like a sweet thing. She's like, Look what your aunt used to do. Yeah. And they crawled under and they're like, Wow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's a lot of crayons there. Nice. It. it felt so good because my arm was the perfect height. I still remember that sense memory of like I could extend my arm all the way and then just, it's great. <laughs> anyway. <Okay. laughs> I'll bet
0: you, call. Well, I didn't eat chapstick. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> I'm not sick. <laughs> Uh, for me, it actually was, it did tie into sugary cereals because we had a rule in our house, which was like, you give every cereal, you, any cereal you wanted that was under 13 grams of sugar, I think, per serving or whatever it was. It was like 13 <laughs> was like the thing. And most of the sugary cereals were like, really
1: were cool like
0: 18, 19, somewhere in there, right? <laughs> And so, like, I couldn't eat like Lucky Charms or things uh, like that. Technically, in her house, though, when we would go to my grandmother's house, she had it. Like, she was allowed to give us. Oh, so yeah. That was like the only time. But there definitely was one or two times where, like, I would just like go to the store and like buy a box of Lucky Charms. and like, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and like, where where you, eat it? you like, go, go to the store? Lawn? Yeah, By pretty much. Store? Just, just, the eat, the much. just <laughs> eat it somewhere. Yeah. 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 Should have met <laughs> me in the woods. Exactly. So I would have was given you cream to cream in the woods. And it's like it's it's like the perfect crime in a sense that like no one's gonna idea kid for buying cereal. You know what I mean? No one's gonna look.
3: I don't know, kid.
4: 19 grams of sugar. I saw your son
3: today. He was
4: <laughs> eating cereal in the woods. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, how important cereal was when, when you were a kid and how uh, you would just, you, you know, at least for me, I don't know how it was for you, Cole, but like when you're eating your cereal, you just kind of had to read the back of the box. Oh, oh yeah. and If you'd read it a million mm-hmm. times. And that's where we had a riboflavin joke in in, uh, Pete and Pete where little Pete, uh, part of his uh, time travel um, regimen, was eating as much riboflavin (laughs) as possible. But that was one of those – I don't know if I was for you, but that was always one of those sort of magical words words of childhood. It spoke to like an adult – Reality that you couldn't penetrate, like riboflame. It just had very serious.
1: But it was yeah. in your life.
4: I know. It was in your body. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah,
0: reading the back, digging for the toys, or like doing the coupon giveaways. Or
1: that new cereal. There would always be a new cereal. I wasn't allowed to eat any sugar cereal, but my friend once, she, there was berry berry kicks coming out. Do you remember those? No. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: was just like kicks, but with other flavors. It was like, Kix yeah, neon them.
1: colored kicks, basically, that were like really sweet. And I remember we were walking home from school and, um, Sarah was like, My mom got me kicks today. She said we could have some for our snack. And we just ran to Sarah's house and, like, and then I threw up because it was so sweet, but it was so fun. It was worth it.
0: It sounds like a good
1: time <laughs> It was so exciting It was very,
0: very good <laughs> uh, Alright, we're going to play a, a little Pete and Pete game okay. here For my question segment uh, Pete and Pete guest star Arama. You've had a lot of great musicians, guest on the show it's Different characters I'm going to name a handful of songs performed by the guests And you tell me mm. who it was and who they played on the show Okay, These are mostly the, the good cuts So I don't think you'll have any trouble well, any You're going to be better at this than, I than
4: will, me will, I don't know
0: uh, number one Around the way girl Going back to Cali Mama said knock you out
4: uh, LL Cool J yeah, LL Cool J played uh, What was his character He played uh, principal he played Vice principal Vice principal
1: uh, Blank blank kicks What What's we just that? talked about What's What kind that? of kicks That we talked about
4: Right Oh right Oh Barry Barry, Barry Barry Yeah and
1: then I'm sitting in a, I'm a
4: king. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Throneberry. Hello, cool. That's right. I forgot about him. That's yeah. for Throneberry. Yeah. Throneberry. Throneberry. There it is. Nice. I'm giving great
1: clues. I'm sorry. <laughs> I
4: can't believe yeah, you have the you answers. That's good. Don't, good. Uh, wow. Don't
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no. There's more where that came from, but they're not as good. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh,
0: number two. Uh, looking for a kiss. Personality crisis. Hot, hot, hot.
4: Personality crisis. I'm thinking this. hot, hot, hot. Oh, David Johansen.
1: Yeah, yeah there, there you go. go. There you uh, go.
4: That's from that's from, uh, that's from uh, New York Dolls, right? Yep.
0: Yeah. 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 Looking for a kid's personality crisis, and then hot, hot, hot was Buster Point next right, right. 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 Right.
4: Yeah. He uh, he played now. He was a ranger. He's a park mm-hmm. ranger. Yeah. i don't remember his name though no no you have to tell us uh, god of Thorsen, thunder it's too hard oh thor
0: <laughs> yeah see that was good you're on yeah. my territory now park ranger thorson
4: thorson okay
0: good All name. right. <laughs> number three naked eye why do i lie lady fingers and it's an entire band i'll give you that
4: you can say it again
0: naked eye uh-huh why do i lie lady fingers they're kind of a one-hit-ish wonder with Naked Eye, that was but
1: their, their last name—that's the name of a whole family band—and their first name is like, "Oh, you are this."
0: <laughs> wow, that's <was> really terrible. <laughs> I'm stunned.
1: Like, like just delectable. Wow. Oh, she has these these kind of breasts.
0: <laughs> that's Ample? Isn't that the word you Ample? would use that for? Uh, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, wow. Okay. Sure.
4: Luscious luscious oh, Jackson, yeah. Jackson. Oh, that
0: was luscious, Man. that
4: was really luscious really? yeah did yeah. we, we just missed it
0: they oh. mm. the, I guess they played the band at the school <laughs> dance and dance fever
4: yeah yeah it 's a uh, legend has it uh, uh, you know the um, there 's all these uh, legends and mysteries of Pete and Pete that endure one of them of course, is the third season DVD, which never came out for reasons that are still uh, murky, and one of the rumors uh, is that Jackson. Luscious Jackson have had some rights issue with the huh? song that uh, they played in that dance uh, episode. I have no idea if it's true, but that's how that's what Luscious that Jackson means to me. No, 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 it's just oh. nobody, nobody knows, nobody will tell us. It's just A lot a of the times, shrug. like,
0: places, they don't want to print the DVDs or whatever, and so, like, they'll hide behind music usage rights. Or, yeah. Or yeah, you're right. Like, oh, we can't clear that. Did you try? No. But, no. you know.
1: We've got a pretty good handle the on thing the
3: thing is, we... The whole third season DVD was packaged, was recorded. We did commentary Whoa. tracks. Everything wow. was done, and and apparently, what we've been told, the DVDs were actually printed and made, and then they just and there's some legendary warehouse where it they was just exist, text. like the ET cartridges
0: Cartridge. buried yes, in the exactly. desert in Arizona. <laughs> exactly. I know it, it is Man. pretty
4: damn mysterious that with all the attention the show gets, uh, and that the DVDs have already been paid for. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. What is holding? It's what bizarre, it be?
0: especially since you've gone you've gone that far. You've gone two of the three sets. You know, like. Right. It's it's weird because sometimes they'll put out like even- they'll put out two seasons of a show that has like twenty three seasons and then they stop because no one bought those two seasons. But you're you're so close.
3: I know thirteen more. Damn it! It's so weird that's not right okay.
0: um all right number
1: that was four a good clue
0: that luscious jackson that Thanks. was a good clue yeah very good clue. A nervous
3: it's yeah, not bad
1: i know me too i was too i was nervous to say crust. well
0: you guys will bounce back big with this one okay. it's pretty simple heart like of
1: glass. <laughs> you're gonna like bounce a back. luscious <laughs> uh
0: heart of glass the tide is high uh,
3: brondie debbie harry yeah oh yeah right and she played um oh, we don't
1: right. have a name no
3: oh name. good she had the dog we that exploded yeah yeah, and she neighbor. had her husband I think she she was Referring to one side. Walter or something. Oh yeah right <laughs>
4: Right right It's true I can't recall
0: Alright
3: good okay, so, girl, you, you, wait, so
4: you guys quiz us On someone that you don't Even have the answer for
1: her? No we have the She doesn't have a name though,
4: right? uh, Yeah
0: not that I know Okay, I can find the Character good. I just said, the Neighbor whose lawn Is swept for landmines mm-hmm. uh, Number five Whenever you're on my mind she some Chikuti?
4: No, Mrs. Chikuti was that old oh, the older right? lady. Okay, got it.
0: Maluka? Mr. Maluka? Uh, whenever You're on My Mind, Someday, Someway,
4: Cynical Girl. Oh, Marshall, Marshall Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Yeah. Um, he's Crenshaw. Uh, he's uh, you know cynical girl. All the songs from that record. Are you a fan of that record? That uh,
0: It's been a while since I've heard it, but yeah, yeah I used uh, to It's like just it. so
4: great. It's just like so, uh, you know, whatever... Whatever it's like, you know, it's a great topic, and we can say it for the next podcast. Is great first records, and that's a that's a great first record. Just just Marshall Crenshaw. It's a great record.
1: That's a really good topic. It Everybody is a great topic. Would talk about that for a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, just off the top of your head, what's what do you think was your I'm favorite? Too
1: overwhelmed. Like I feel the way you might have felt when I was giving you the list. I understand.
4: First that's a tough one. It's like saying you what's know? your favorite yeah, movie. Yeah, I feel
1: like it's too much to get out of that. That right. I would want it to say. think about it maybe okay. later. Maybe, yeah, be good. sure later.
0: There you Just go. Have to get through this. <laughs> uh, and, of course, he, his, his character was...
1: Oh, that was a
0: clue. Who? Uh, Marshall oh, Meterman uh, Mel Ratner. Right.
4: Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right.
0: Lightning, that lightning. Mel Ratner. Mm-hmm. Uh, kiss Off, Add It Up, Gone, Daddy, Gone. Ah, Gordon
4: Gano. Mm-hmm. There you go. And he was uh, Mr.... Gosh, I used to know this. Uh, like Mr. Like, Mr. Like Kite or something Mr. like that? Uh, it a four letter uh, it's a
0: four-letter last name. It's a clue. Rhymes... It's a,
1: with
0: No, that's not good. Oh, okay. Um Well, you have no idea. I go to the uh, end of the alphabet. It sounds uh, like if
1: a zebra fell off a cliff. There you yeah.
4: go. Oh, my God. That's that's impressive. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Zank. Zank.
1: Zank.
0: Thank you very much. Number seven. My sister, spin the bottle, universal heartbeat.
4: Uh, my sister, universal. Say that again?
0: My sister. That was probably
4: her biggest hit. Oh, yes. Spin the bottle, uh, universal heartbeat. She was the uh, uh, lunch lunch lady. Yep. Oh, uh, There's
1: a whole meadow full of berets.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes.
3: Um, a meadow, meadow full, full of berets. Juliana Hatfield. Hatfield. Yeah, yeah that's hilarious. Hatfield. it's hilarious. Julia Hatfield. Berets. Yeah. Whew. All right. A good clue. And really great. Was uh, what's her name? Emma. Yep.
0: Yep. Oh, oh, that's nice good. Wow, well done. Look at you. Thank you. Uh, number eight. Rome Rock Lobster, Private uh, Idaho. Kate Pearson.
4: Yeah. She was. She was. She was a, she was a good get. Yeah. What was her character? It was uh, Mrs. Uh, blind... I know she was a blind millionaire. Mrs. So <laughs> Van, Van Hooten, Van Arsville, oh, it was Van, Van uh, Sickle. Very no, close. It was, uh, it was... Gosh, it was... Which uh, way
1: are you going to go? I'm going to blank left.
4: Uh-huh. Oh, a blank... Uh, uh,
1: it was just a little bit. I'm not going to fully turn. I'm just going to...
4: Uh, oh, that's really weird. That's a
1: good clue. No. Yes. Veer. Band of All right, nice.
0: Nice. All right
3: you, try. you guys,
1: we gotta play quite on the, on
0: the <laughs> Number nine, Howl Boy Go Omaha. It's a bit. Of, this is tough.
4: Howl, Howl Boy Go Omaha.
0: It's female, and she's been in several different bands,
1: and um, it's like
0: as well as a solo Oak. recording artist.
4: Oak. Oak. Oak, oh, oh, uh, Miss, Miss Fingerwood?
0: Yeah, Miss Fingerwood. Oh, on Sid the straw, straw? Sid straw, Wow. Palomino's. Oh, right. Any oh, other things. Getting all right. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, number 10, The Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight, The One I Love, Near Wild Heaven.
3: <laughs> Michael Stipe. No, there R. you go. And he was, uh... Not Captain Scrummy. What's he was. Is. Captain, Captain Scrummy. Scrummy. Captain Scrummy. Uh, uh, Scrummy. A, little, a Scrummy.
4: footnote, uh, Michael Stipe footnote, is that the 60-second, correct me if I'm wrong, but the 60-second spots we did, uh, the theme music where we you heard uh, The Adventures of Pete and Pete was R.E.M.'s March of the Wooden Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. So we, uh, we had uh, it embedded in the core, core of the show.
1: Another Sweet. Michael Stipe footnote is his pinky toe is cute. <laughs>
4: I'm gonna. Footnote. Footnote. That's. <laughs> weird. I got her out of the set oh, space
1: because I'm wow. a bad poop. <laughs> eat uh,
3: stop eating the chapstick. I noticed yeah. that it's gone. It's gone, <laughs> isn't it? No, no, it's, it's not safe. gone.
1: It's right
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> fell off the table. That's all. My lips are so dry. Damn uh, it, Vanessa.
1: You're in your home stretch. Now you have my okay. questions, but they're no wrong answers. They're just very hard. But you guys are scientists, so I think you'll be able yeah, okay, to answer them. Be, be fine. <laughs> uh, have you ever met an Olsen twin?
3: Hmm. Uh, I have not. Okay. Yeah. We've worked with someone who. Uh, used to direct their movies, though.
1: <gasps> Who's that? Liz and Craig. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You mean yeah. their movies in their heyday? Like oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. All these? yeah.
1: Dual yeah. star? I
4: in don't camera? know the
3: specific ones, okay. but I
4: can... You know, <laughs> have you guys, have you guys can... met any of those? No.
1: Oh, my God. No. This, is, this
4: has been but asked 117 be times, times now. Yeah. The- Who's, uh, <laughs> who, who of your many uh, famous guests have, have uh, would say yes to that It's question. a
0: very small percentage. I'd say, like, maybe 5%. Well,
1: we had... Two people from Full House. Yes, yeah, so
0: Dave Coulier and Jody Sweet okay. are very familiar. But
1: then there's like kind of sceney people. Who are those it's a people? a lot of that? people
0: are just like, oh, I saw them at a party across the like room. Fancy or clubs. I saw them at, yeah, the yeah. Chateau Marmont and, and they scurried away.
1: But they're always like very uh, vague about it. Like, oh, I saw her in the corner of my eye. She was at my table and then she disappeared.
4: Mm, wow, so, yeah. that's uh, very exciting. Do you, guys, do you guys associate like a certain kind of darkness with those guys? Oh yeah, there's something dark. dark where'd they, where'd Crystal. They, weren't, they
1: look like they're on, from the Dark Crystal. It wasn't
4: one of them sort of associated Scale with Heath uh, uh, Ledger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so oh, maybe that's where I'm. Maybe that's the darkness. I
1: think she's just a magical gypsy with possible. dark powers. <laughs> it's very possible. But, like, and there's only one of them for sure. By the way. <laughs> for sure. So even there was 20, one, like, and so then so it
0: opera. ate after midnight, and then got wet, and then now uh, there's two. Or or three or four. There's a lot.
1: Oh, I'm such a fan. Someone was looking at my book the other day and I'm like, do you really like them? I was
0: like, yes. She does have a it's real. Twins book. Coffee it's table real. booker. Okay.
1: Um, I think it's real. I don't know who I am. Oh, well, I do it. feels good. Uh, okay. How do you guys personally know when summer's a goner?
4: Ah, that's a great question. Um, um, I would say, um, um, when you have to, this is more from Growing up, but uh, when you found yourself buying spiral notebooks, oh, you knew that yeah. school was just right around the corner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean? You were happy to have the notebooks, but you were also sad to think about what was going to be going in there. You know? Oh,
1: that's yeah. a perfect memory. Yeah,
4: don't you agree? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would you? say what my
3: mom would say, those dreaded words. Today we're going to go shop for school clothes. Oh God! No!
1: Yeah, that's that's brutal. Oh man, that's got to wait. Please, Please. I got to go to the garage and have a sip of something before we. How about you guys? (laughs) That's such
4: a great question. What's what? What what would you say is the leading edge of?
1: I think it was my mom starting to get stressed out, and like hearing that one kid. There would always be one kid in the neighborhood that found out who their teacher was. Oh yeah, you know, and right. that feeling of like, oh no, it's yeah. really happening. Like it's all been sorted out.
0: Yeah. Ooh. I think for me, it was like TV shows came back. Oh. Know, they were all dead for the summer, and so then like new ones would like they finally would come back up. as you were excited for, but then you're like, oh wait, I'm gonna go to school. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks.
3: <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was thinking about summers the other day, and the the one part of summer that people always talk about, but I've never experienced it. Have you guys ever had that quintessential summer crush when you were a kid? That just was over when summer is over. I never,
1: I never had that. I
3: wish I had that because it seems like so. I had something close to that, right?
0: Right. I just started like dating a girl Mm -hmm. in like ninth grade that like I had had a crush on for a long time or something like that, and then that was the summer my parents were like, we're going to take a month long cross country road trip in a car (laughs) in a minivan. We're going to drive to Michigan and then back to California, and then that's when you're like, oh, but I just oh three and a half (laughs) weeks without my new girlfriend, (laughs) and then I also like. Literally, over that summer, like, grew three inches. My voice dropped. It was like, everything. then I came back to school, and then everybody's like, who are you?
1: It was I th- very, I one. That I was a big summer one. for me. Yeah, it was one? good. But then it turned into school year, and it got weird.
3: Did you write his name under the table in crayon? Oh, I wish. I <laughs> wish been that good.
1: it all lined that up like that. that would have been real good. There's
4: did, it get, still did, it get, time. did it get weird because you guys were in different social circles? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It was
1: like, there's no rules in summer. It's just like a fun feeling. But then you go back to school, and you're like, oh, you sit there with those people. I sit over here. Yeah. And, like, what do we do in the hall? Maybe we actually have nothing to talk about. Oh, no. Now, did he
0: ask you to eat his chapstick?
1: Because I, I hope you didn't do that. I did not, that. not think you were going to say chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> I was not going to tell. Uh,
3: when, you, when you guys think of yourself as a kid, would you want to be able to go back and, like, just watch yourself go through the day? Or would that just be too painful? You know, like, just walking, watching yourself walk through the halls. Can you and, like yourself? Or no, you, you just, just can like just watch.
5: watch.
0: I don't, know, I, I don't know if I'd I want to. Really? I think it might be. It would depend on when. You yeah, because there's definitely yeah. I had periods where like things were going really well. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that'd be fine to watch those periods. And then I had periods that were like, oh, that was an awkward year. That was. Did you know, you know
3: they were going well when you
0: were yeah, including them? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good because I, I was. I mean, yeah. I've told this on the podcast before, but I was in a band in sixth grade. Like no one. <laughs> really? Like, I love that
5: you're like. Wow. Oh, that's, oh, that's but like in cool. sixth grade, it's like No one's in a band.
0: Sixth grade. We were that's in a band in sixth grade, and it was like it was a cool thing at the time, and it was like the most popular I was was in sixth grade. Man, I went to junior high <laughs> school and it was like, eh. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I was in a band in sixth grade. That's
4: right, man. It reminds me of this is a terrible story, but it's um, I, in a way I kind of had that experience because when I was uh, in sixth grade, we all wrote letters to ourselves, you know, for, for the oh. future, and the teacher sent them to all of us uh, 10 years later. <gasps> Actually, I think it, maybe I was a little bit older. I was maybe, well, I was about that age. And so uh, there I am, 16. And this letter comes from me with my kid handwriting, you know what I mean? And I open it up, and I was like, what what "What profound things was I thinking when I was that young, innocent age? And it was like, uh, dear uh, Will, (laughs) I hope you got tit. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, oh, man. So sad.
1: Oh, a letter from the past. I would have written
0: something like, July 23rd, 6 p.m. If you're going down Willow Street, look both ways before crossing. Just trust me, I had a vision. Oh. Love yourself.
1: I recently, well, not that recently, but a few years ago, it was the same best friend that I had Barry Kicks with. Her mom had taped our like, ASO soccer games, and she still had a VHS, and we were putting them in, and my friend was like, little and lithe and like, A really good athlete. I was none of those things. I was, like, the biggest kid on the field. But I had a memory of being good at soccer. Like, if you would have asked me before I saw this tape, I'm like, oh, that was a real go-getter. Because I just have a memory of that drive. Right. Um, And it was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen because... Oh,
4: so you got to see footage. I I
1: saw me, and it was from not my mom's camera. You know what I mean? So I wasn't, like, playing to that camera. And I didn't... And it was... The worst thing you've ever seen. I was this huge kid. The ball's going all over the place behind me. I'm not looking. I'm going to every parent's video camera and doing, like, these horrible, like, physical comedy bits. Like, hitting myself in going head. Whoa. <laughs> the most annoying kid you've ever seen. I was so loud. Nothing That's what's so weird is,
0: like, from our childhood, like, there's a little bit of video here and there. Yeah. These video cameras are coming in. Or you had the old, old movies on 16 or whatever. There's a little bit of that around. But like kids nowadays are like, you know, for the last five or six years and oh, on, so everything is documented. Yeah. Yeah. Everything they ever did, yeah, sure. you know, like that's just going to be so crazy things mm-hmm. going forward. Like there won't be that mystery. Like you want to remember what you're like when you were seven?
4: What month? Yeah. Here you go.
1: But I would go back because I was happy. I'm very happy.
4: I think you'd want to go back. just I think it would be just too fascinating to pass up on, right? Yeah. What do you think just like. I think you'd end up laughing and loving yourself even more. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. I think you would. I think you should try it. I'll try it. Don't be afraid. Right. No, I'll try it. I'm going go home tonight. We and should try make that work.
1: Wait, can you rig that machine to do the, also the other? You have a little twisting machine. <laughs>
4: um, time travel is like one of our uh, one of our favorite topics. We I think because in a way, um, the sh- the show is kind of you know the reunions, everything. You know, it's been a while since we did the show, but it feels very present in our lives because of our fans and because of these reunions. And so uh, um, I think, I think uh, we, when we wrote... Basically, we have fans who are nostalgic about their childhood watching a show... It makes them feel nostalgic, and the show itself is nostalgic for childhood. So it's like a real like uh, supernova of nostalgia. And I think I find myself sucked up in that too. You know, it's almost like more nostalgia than you could ever want in one place. Just makes
1: you want to go in the woods
4: and drink some cream (laughs) (laughs) cream to make some cream. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, um, Well, well, well. You've angered a wizard. Would you rather be covered in petunia tattoos, all of your skin, right? Like Mm -hmm. as many as it takes to cover cover you, or have petunia come to life? And ride you piggyback forever. But your skin's fine, but she just...
4: So is she straddling your, your head? Is that my head? Is that the idea, yes, right? I like that. It's,
1: that's where you went. Well, piggy- that's not usually but a classic piggyback. Who are you, Kurt Douglas? She's
0: <laughs> kind of like Yoda. <laughs> I thought and I
4: had her own. I thought it was like chicken Fighter.
3: But she's a, just, she's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. woman.
1: But she does age, and she's a...
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, she does age. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't throw that into the she's equation. She's like a, ra- a real person. Oh, I thought person she was going to always be that. She
1: comes at her prime, but okay. then she, then she ages. stays
3: I'd get off the tattoos, for sure. Really? I wouldn't want somebody on my back all time. No,
1: but you'd want to
4: just lay down. right? Chicken fighter. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. She's on your back. You lay down and roll you over. Just yeah, exactly. You just win. Exactly. To win, win.
1: <laughs> I think I'll take petunia for ever. Does
0: she ever come off if you have to like drive someplace?
1: You no, know, she's there. She just straddles you. But she's pretty
4: She so can move limber. around if yeah. it's
0: physically possible for you to like
4: get you in a car. You can still do
1: your life, but she's going with you, buddy.
4: But you can lay down? Yeah. Okay. Well, then there's a lot of things you could do. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, she's laying on top of me. I don't know. I just feel like a whole body. Cover- like, you're, you don't really want your body covered. You just hate the idea of having <sighs> somebody on, my on your back. back. It would be one thing if she didn't age. That's true. It would affect your career. Yeah. yeah. But
1: it know. would also be like
4: kind of intriguing. But nobody would really know. Or maybe they would. It would just seem sad. Like, look at that guy, Pete and Pete guy, <laughs> with that just just, carrying her around all so, the time. It's so or ostentatious. Worse, like,
1: all those, all those tattoos, like they didn't get over it. You'd have to get
4: one everywhere. You know, everywhere. Yeah, I do. Keep yeah, that yeah, in I mind. Know, keep that in mind. It's okay. Be careful. Gotta play That's okay. It real.
1: okay, if you were to find out that one cast member was an alien, who's your first suspect? Hmm.
3: Not Joe Jones, the alien from the episode? Mm-mm. Yeah, we did okay. Couldn't do him.
1: I would
4: say Toby Huss probably. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he uh, <laughs> <sure>. he's uh, <laughs> he's definitely vibrates at his own frequency. And uh, if if, he, if that, I, I would say he was by far yeah. the most sort of like yeah. um, weird to the core uh, guy that uh, I've met. And uh, I, I'd like to think uh, he may. Yeah, that, that, I would go with him. I don't yeah. think there's anybody. I, I agree. Who's, yeah, I agree. we're there. We're there yeah. with Toby. I love it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and this is your final question. Oh, but I don't really even like it.
4: <laughs> uh oh.
1: Sometimes I write things right. and I look back. home, like, am ah. but okay, we'll do it. So you're popping the characters from Pete and Pete into the Mad Men. Oh, okay. okay, Like what? Who would be the main staples? Like who would? Oh, who would be Don Draper? The Don and the Joan. Yeah. Well,
4: I, well, guess, I guess Michael would be. Don Draper Don't you think uh,
3: he's, he's kind of Yeah Because uh, Danny would be a Roger Sterling Just yeah. kind of a oh, wise yeah. ass oh, right,
4: yeah Right right And who would be Who would be, I guess Ellen. Michelle Trachtenberg Well grown up I guess would be Joan no, who, who would be Michelle uh, I guess it would be
1: Because Alan is Peggy Alan yeah. is
4: Peggy Alan is Peggy Definitely Absolutely. Who's Pete
1: Campbell Open face
3: Pete <laughs> <laughs> Campbell
4: Wow Endless Mike um, He's the biggest weasel Yeah Endless Mike Endless Mike maybe though, though Pete's not He is a bully He is a bully Yeah in some way. He would be Endless Mike Yeah I think you're right um, who else do we have Who's left?
1: Fat Betty? <laughs> she's
4: Betty. thin now, though. She's I know. She's got now. it all back. Whoa. Oh, does she Holy ever? Catholic Hello. Fat for such a long time. I know. Like, she's like back yeah. a blaze of glory.
3: Yeah. That was my, that was <laughs> my- Whoa. Just <laughs>
1: reach in that car. Betty. Yeah. Watching,
3: <laughs> watching the two of them together in that, in that episode Ooh, recently was, that was, it was fantastic. Oh, my gosh. You like, couldn't put
1: three or four. Just play took me back to the first to and second
3: time. season. It's like there's just the chemistry between them is just so great. It
4: was even better because I'd forgotten what... They could do together, you know? right. yeah. So it just, it just.
3: Worked. But it's also better because she was pulling the
4: strings, yeah. and he was and the that, vul- and he was the vulnerable one. About,
1: she doesn't know yet that loving is the worst way to keep you. Oh, yeah. right. But he had a
4: he had a hot, whoa, whoa, hot whoa. shit line too. He says something like uh, something about the lights turn off the lights. Or, oh yeah. You know, I'm gonna do this until you tell me to stop. That was yeah. the right
1: line. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> well, I think we covered them on main We, did.
4: we got Are, you, we guys, got it are, over are you guys Christ. Mad Men fans? Are you both? Yes. Fans? Yeah. What, what, what uh, what's your general feeling week to week when you watch the show? Like, what's your level of? You know, how does it feel to be a fan of the show? I guess is the question. This it, this season.
1: This season, I'm just excited because also there's not that many shows on during Mad Men time that I'm super excited for, yeah. and. I find like they're doing really surprising stuff, but they're doing it more. They're doing more weird lately. It feels like like or being weird in a bigger way. Yeah, Yeah. and it it does kind of feel like I want to watch what's going to happen. But also, those characters have arced so crazily that now whoever's on screen, I'm just I'm like in love. I get really excited for those performances.
4: I I kind of I I feel the same way though. I I always feel like um, frustrated. Sometimes to me, Don doesn't seem like. Anything approaching a real person, it feels like a writer's creation, yeah. and uh, sometimes it bugs me because I, th- I think the um, everyone else in the show feels relatively realized, yeah, you know, and he's just. The complexities of his character don't always seem particularly organic to me. So. Well,
1: because they mostly come in flashback. And then when you, whenever you see him being Don Draper, he's just having sex and, like, drinking a thing. I know. <laughs>
4: it's and I'm like, just come be, on, just man. awesomely cool.
1: Yeah. Or he just keeps leaving meetings lately. It's like yeah, to, at a huge true. rate of, like, Don, I think you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, are we done here? No, Don. Don, just do a little work, Don. See, I'm
0: watching the wrong one. I'm watching this Canadian production called Made Men. Oh, man. Ron it's Draper
1: so nice. is the guy. He's uh, really
0: nice. He never drinks on the job. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for everybody very nice. He's very, yeah, very, just,
1: <laughs> but he's rotting.
3: But you know, uh, just curly. just to uh, just, <laughs> just, <I'm yeah>. <laughs> just because we can, we'll bring it back to Pete and Pete. Uh, Janie Bryant, who's the wardrobe uh, costume designer on Mad Men, yeah. uh, was the costume designer <gasps> on Pete and Pete. Was she
1: really? Yeah, yeah. And, I
3: didn't know that. Yeah, and Scott hornbacher who's the uh, oh executive producer, he uh, worked on Pete and Pete too, and he's directed some Mad Men episodes.
1: Ooh so
3: world. Well, the costumes on Men are
1: their own huge yeah, story. There's like amazing. so many blogs about just yeah. like nothing is an accident. Yeah. And it is like fans picking things out like so and so wore this blazer in in nineteen seventy. What does it mean?
4: Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. It's. It's. I mean, from what I've you know read about Matthew uh, Weiner, it's like uh, there's like it's like a secret code exists in every show, yeah. and you know, good luck figuring it out.
1: We'll <laughs> never tell you what those lyrics are in the Mad Men theme right. song. That's I always right. thought it was doo 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 doo, but it's not a <laughs> fan. <laughs>
4: about Michelle
0: Trachtenberg,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: every theme song. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Sure. Our pleasure, uh, everybody. Have- check out yeah. Sanjay and Craig. Uh, it also features uh, a guy we work with, Chris Hardwick.
1: Hardwick, yeah.
0: He is a voice of a snake. Yep. Um
3: and else is that
1: coming.
0: Is it when does it uh, air?
3: It airs uh Saturdays at 10:30 a.m. and then it re- uh, repeats throughout the day on Saturday but also Sunday at 10:30 in the morning and then it repeats all day Sunday and then throughout the week. So but the premier times each week are Sunday or Saturday mornings at 10:30 a.m.
1: Get your Sugar yeah. cereal. Yeah, it's a yeah. perfect to make it time happen. for it. Sugar yeah.
3: cereal. Put it in. And a great cast cuz I, I know you had uh su- Aside from Hardwick, Linda Cardellini does a yep. voice on the show. Yep. You guys, work another Mad
1: Men connection That's right. too. And, and
3: right. also um, Tony Hale, who you oh, guys have had, love That's who great. does the yeah. voice Funny. of the villain, uh, Mr. Nudman on oh, our show. It's, it's so great, good. great character actors. Yeah,
0: indeed. Yeah. Well, there you go, you guys. And uh, buy the P and B DVDs and uh, yeah. send emails out to somewhere and tell them that uh, <laughs> you want the third one. Yeah. So we can who all get it one day. This is
1: yeah. going to get right. taken down. Yeah. What if this is the day that it gets cracked? Like the DVD roll-up gets cracked.
4: The DVD code. Somebody should uh, go rogue and just find that warehouse and just distribute uh-huh. it. Oh, yeah. You know, there you have go. A subversive That's a good idea. Just somebody out there listening, just
3: eat, eat a bunch of ChapStick and uh, go crazy and go find those third season DVDs. Steal those DVDs.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll make a, like a Mr. Tasty van and people oh, can buy one on the back talking. of that. He's going to figure out where it is on Twitter, social media. <laughs> Put it out there. Who's Anyways, thank the you guys standpoint. for being My here. Pleasure. Thanks for having uh, Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa the podcast is at PMC podcast and like us on Facebook why not We never say that
1: um, we don't I know it was the I know right that you
0: just a like, curveball ball. I'm not ready <laughs> <for that. laughs> thank you guys for listening bye. bye subscribe to the pop my culture podcast on iTunes check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC podcast thanks for listening